Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Says Podcast. I am your host as always, Garrett Williams, and joining me today are my two usual co-hosts. First off, we got Kyle Henning. Kyle, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, it's another day. It's a little rainy. It's a little cold, but other than that, it's not too bad. It's uh, good to be back. We had a little break due to schedule conflicts, but nice to be back with you fellas. Yep, we got our monthly episode here, checking in on the off-season. <laughs> and uh, also joining us, of course, Arrowhead Tom. Tom, how are you doing today? I tell you what, if my internet holds up for this podcast, my sanity will remain intact. Uh, that's my, that's, it's teetering. So if it keeps, if it drops out, uh, you, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble. But other than that, I'm doing it's, really well. This is It's a little this... bipolar, but it's fine. It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll get there. Aren't, aren't we all? Yeah, so I'm excited. We did uh not to spoil too much, but we did a similar episode last year, and the Chiefs made some big moves and kind of made it all for not. So we'll see if we can incite um a big move from the Chiefs by by doing this episode. Yeah, so the draft is you know right around the corner now at this point. We're a couple weeks into April now, so we haven't you know we haven't uh, done as much draft you know you know, podcasts and all that stuff as we might have wanted this offseason. It's just been a little busy for us over here at It's almost as if your draft guy moved across the country or across state lines in the middle middle of of all of this. Yeah, in the middle of draft season. It started a new job and did a bunch of other things. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. what was he thinking? Hey, you know, life happens, you know. We've been slacking slacking a little bit. But, hey, there's been a bunch of other, you know, killer podcasts out there doing some great work a bunch of our homies a bunch of our friends out there doing great coverage of oh, the chiefs so man. so far so draft yeah so a lot draft. there's a lot of draft content you, if you haven't gotten tired of it yet you're you're probably near that point <laughs> the the draft guides that are available for chiefs fans are not available for most other fan bases yeah like you've KC got multiple like the draft You've got multiple draft guides that are really good, and you've got guys doing individual player breakdown reviews that are really good. Also, Tom, um, so you you've got if you want to know about the draft, the chief being a Chiefs fan is a good day because you get you get to know about the draft quite a bit. Also, it's kind of funny that some of the national guys that are in the uh, draft side are Kansas City fans and people also. I know, yeah, it's just. It's a weird infatuation that Kansas City has with the draft. Probably because we stunk for so long, you know. That's kind of our only hope. Became our thing. Yeah, it's just like, hey, let's just build up some hope for the off season, and uh, you know, end up coming around September and we stink. But it's a different era now. It's a lot different era, especially this next coming year. Some would even say, you know, this is the most important draft of the uh, the Andy Reid era uh, for the Chiefs. And uh, did, did Brett say that? I swear I saw that quoted somewhere. I've seen. 
I think a couple people say that. I'm not sure who exactly said it. I but, think uh, uh, Mitch Holtis and Matt McMillan said it on their podcast. Yeah, there have been a couple people who have today. said this since. I okay, mean, it's, it's I definitely saw it tweeted out true. from the Chiefs, and it had Brett's picture in the damn thumbnail. So I didn't, and I didn't have a chance yet to go in and look. It's been kind of a busy day. I have a chance to go in and look at the actual article to see what the quote was from. But if it's from Mitch and them, that makes sense. I just I thought it might have been from Brett because he was, you know, the thumbnail photo of the quote that they used for the headline. But hey, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's definitely an important year. Uh, we have a lot of holes, I think, like a lot of glaring holes that are just, you know, at key positions. Uh, that are really, you know, especially with how the contracts and salary cap works and all that stuff, even though it's kind of a myth, the salary cap is. But uh, either way, the Chiefs will definitely need to hit on a bunch of draft picks this year, and we have plenty of ammunition to do it. Uh, and so today, we're going to go ahead and, uh, like Tom alluded to earlier, do the second edition of the uh, the mock warfare that we did last year. Um, so... Uh, basically, for if you guys are new here and didn't catch last year's uh, mock warfare, uh, first of all, we did that, and then a couple, you know, days later, there was some big breaking news that what the Chiefs traded for Orlando Brown Jr. and kind of, you know, threw that whole thing up into, uh, up into the smoke. But um, so hopefully, you know, there's another huge trade that ends up coming uh, near draft time. I think it's kind of been uh, the consensus that, you know. Most of the trades and all that stuff that's going to be happening is going to be, you know, the lead, very close to the draft within, you know, one or two days of or even on the days of the draft. Uh, it's a very unique draft this year, no doubt. And uh, like I said, Chiefs have two first round picks, two second round picks, uh, two third round picks and two fourth round picks. So uh, if they don't trade up or they don't make any moves, we're still going to have a lot of ammunition uh, to get some really good players. But uh, we're going to explain the rules real quick here. Basically, we're all going to uh, make a pick at each of the Chiefs picks. We're not going to do any trades uh, this year, even though we highly anticipate that the Chiefs will make at least one or two trades um, with all the picks that they have. I really doubt the Chiefs end up making 12 draft pick selections this year, uh, which is the amount that they have right now. But uh, yeah, so we'll basically... Uh, you know, we'll each go through, uh, we're going to use the NFL mock draft database, uh, mock draft simulator here. And we're basically going to go through each of us will pick one different guy at each, uh, corresponding chiefs pick. As soon as one of us picks a, uh, certain position, that position is eliminated from that, uh, pick selection. And, uh, obviously you can't repeat any players. So we're going to see who ends up having the best draft here, who has the most realistic one, who ends up getting, uh, the closest to, uh, to what ends up happening, you know. And we're just doing the first four rounds since there's eight picks for the Chiefs in those four rounds. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about some late-round guys, you know, at the end, but we're not going to try to guess at, you know, the seventh-round guys, especially since the chances that the Chiefs make four picks on day three in the seventh round are also pretty slim. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we'll probably, uh, you know, anticipate that they have at least – one or two of those that end up getting either. I, I would definitely guess that one of those sevens at least gets traded for some kind of outside uh, veteran player on another team. That seems like a very Brett Veach-esque move. There's a lot of, uh, you know, potentially wide receivers or other guys that are a bit unhappy with their current situations. It seems like that uh, just kind of have Brett Veach written all over them. But uh, without further ado, I think we, uh, we go ahead and start this thing here. Uh, so we got the mock draft pulled open. I had it set um, obvious ones. Quick, first couple ones go uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Chip Thibodeau, all those guys. Um, quickly looking here, 
Jermaine Johnson goes at 13. Uh, I think that's a, a target a lot of Chiefs fans, myself included, would be very happy to trade up for. Uh, but coming up on to the first pick here, pick 29, and uh, we've got a couple of good options here, a couple of decent options. Uh, got Kair Elam, Daxton Hill, David Ojabo, um, Boy Mafe, Louis Seen. There's a lot of decent, decent options here. Let's uh let's look at the receivers available currently. Yeah, let's take a look. Jahan Dotson went one pick before us at 29 here, so. Uh, so the highest available receivers right now are Christian Watson, Watson, Pickens, Sky Moore, and after that, you going down the board a ways. Um. Yeah. So, something to keep in mind there. What's the edge class look like at this moment? Edge, we got Ojabo. Kitty, Benito, Cameron Thomas, Drake Jackson. Okay. All right. Well, who wants to go first, I guess? Um, I don't know. I guess we can just start we'll, from we'll the... We'll let the most recent birthday go first. He just turned 21. He can have the, he can have the first choice. I'll take choice. that. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, think, uh, I, I think we let him go first last time. Did we? He's the I can, baby. Go, I can go last if we, if we want. We can go. We can go reverse order. Go oldest to youngest if we wanted. If we want to. Who's that battle, Tom? Is it me? Or is it you? No, we have the same birthday. Oh yeah, that's right. No, it's oh, yeah. you can go first. Okay, I'll take. I'll take the reins here. Um, what was that? I'll take the reins here. Reindeer. What, what about reindeer? <laughs> no. Go. Uh, so yeah, uh, to be honest, there are a, a good amount of options that I do like uh, at this 29 here. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and select Daxton Hill actually with my uh, my first pick here. Uh, he's a safety corner kind of hybrid safety more so, but he's a really versatile player. Uh, he can you know be that third safety in Steve Spagnuolo's scheme. Pair him with Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill. I think he'd be really good. Especially you can put him in the slot. He's a really good player in there. Uh, I know we have uh, a need more for an outside cornerback. Uh, if we can push Jerry Sneed out there again, and probably if we wanted to, but Daxton Hill, a lot of different versatility with this guy, um, and I think you know at the end of the, at the first round there, I think that's pretty good value for him. What do you guys think? I think Daxton Hill's an option you'll see in that area. People will like it's been a commonly mocked thing for Kansas City because of his versatility from some guys. I've also seen people kind of steer away from him just based on. The number of safeties, but we do need more safety help, so I'm not surprised by that pick. I love Daxton Hill. I don't know how I feel about the pick. There's just so many other needs. I I mean, yeah. I, I won't hate on it too much. I, I love Daxton Hill, so it's hard for me to disapprove of the pick. That's very fair. I, I, I definitely think there are more pressing needs. We do have, you know, one a pick right afterwards that we can also address some of those needs in. Uh, but, like, you know, I think it's just adding more good players to the defense is never a bad thing. Uh, and so with that, uh, who's going second here? Go ahead, Tom. Kyle, are you ready to go? I, I can. I can. Let's, I'll go second. Uh, oh, you, you want me to go? Because it's going to be easy for me. Yeah, you you go second. This one's pretty simple for me. Also, it's it's Pickens here. He's it's the receiver. Okay. It's it's a guy that loves to be physical. 
He loves like Andy Reid's gonna have a field day with this dude. If the medicals check out, which they had him in for a visit, I and that's and he's available there, I would be more than okay with that pick. I would love that pick. I'm not gonna lie. I do like Pickens a lot. I think he's a really good wide receiver and uh you know, I don't think it's a reach. I think a lot of people might say that's a reach of a pick, but realistically, he's probably not making it out of the first round. So, Well, when you look at what else is available at wide receiver, you can tell me all he's a reach all you want, but when the cliff yeah. comes at, at the next three, two guys behind that and you don't pick again until either 30 or 50, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely okay with that, that kind of a swing. What do you think about picking, Tom? I love Pickens. I have nothing like I wouldn't be mad at all if that were the pick at twenty nine. I don't think he'll be there at twenty nine. Um, so I I'd be happy with him as their, even if they traded up a little bit to get him, probably jumping in front of the Packers. But no, I love Pickens. I've been on the Pickens train for a while. So uh, even yeah, shortly after his injury, um, he he was on my radar. And so I'm a big Pickens guy. He just does everything like. For me, this is going to be a comp people aren't going to love because they're going to have nightmares. But, like, he feels like Sammy Watkins. But, what, like, if he's healthy, what Sammy was supposed to be. Mm. Yeah, he's very – he just seems like a very complete receiver. See, I always... Yeah. See, I felt uh, – after digging into him a little bit more, I uh, he made me think of Allen Robinson a little bit. Uh, another guy that I wouldn't have minded seeing in Kansas City. Like, yeah. Like a – yeah, yeah, younger Allen Robinson, right? Not the Chicago Bears, you know, souls sucked out of him. Disgruntled, but angry. That means Allen it's my pick. Oh yeah, exactly. Yes. So that leaves me at twenty nine, and there's there's only one way to go with this pick, and that's David Ojabo out of Michigan. Edge. Ojabo is probably a top twenty player in this draft class, but blew up his Achilles during a, a pre pre draft workout. Um, isn't going to be available this first season, but holy cow, the value here. And you have all the picks that you are sitting on. Literally, you're going to come back and pick. You know, you're playing with house money. So give me David Ojabo here, and we'll just uh, we'll keep moving. So are we, are we doing this snake style? So I got to go. I got to go again. Yeah, we can do it snake style. We can definitely do that. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yes, uh, no. Ojabo. That yeah. Ojabo for me, I like him. So, it's just uh, I do. I don't know. I just I, I would I would be okay with the pick if it happened, but I would just Tom's really love going to have to double dip at edge because we <laughs> don't have the ability to not have an edge starting this year at some fashion or variety. Yeah, I about to say like I just really I really would rather have a guy who can start this year and contribute this year. I, I know. I do. Yeah, I get I get it for sure. And mm-hmm. Ojabo, you know, long term probably is the right pick. But just selfishly, I just, you know, I would rather have a guy that can contribute immediately, which sucks because Ojabo, like you said, really good player. And without, you know, with that bad injury, he's easily top 20, top 15 guy. So, you know, I, if that if it ends up playing out like that, I'm cool with it. So. Well, well, that's why I asked if we're doing snake a snake-style draft, which I think we did last year, um, because I'm coming right back and I'm taking an edge to be my David Ojabo insurance. David Ojabo is not for this year. David Ojabo is taking Frank's, Frank Clark's spot next year. So I am going to circle back. This comes down to two players, Boye Mafe and Arnold Epichetti out of Penn State. For the longest time, I was a big Boye Mafe like, fan, and I still am. 
and he fits the profile a little bit better than Arnold Ebiketti. But I think Arnold Ebiketti is a better, more, it's hard to say more explosive. I think he's better year one. And I think his upside might not be as high as Mafe's, but it's not so far away that I'm like, you know, that there's a huge difference for me. So I'm going to go Arnold Ebiketti. Back-to-back defensive ends. That pro- that position is solved. Round one, we can focus on things for the rest of the draft. But I've got my insurance for defensive end, and I've also put you guys in a pickle because now you guys can't take the other position that you probably need. Yeah, that's very true. Kyle, what do you think of, of Ebi? Um, actually, that's okay because I, I probably wasn't going to go D-end here because I don't think Ebiketti is really an option for Kansas City based on his profile just because Specs doesn't like his body type and that that's going to sound stupid to some people and I understand but the NFL is weird and certain coaches are strange and they just like what they like and he doesn't have what Spags likes necessarily um and the same kind of conversation with Mafe he fits a little better but he still doesn't check a lot of the boxes that Spags likes in his defensive ends um Garrett can I see the uh corner or the all board I guess and then maybe the corner board here for a minute yeah and while you look at that I'll just say on Ebiketti uh, like Kyle said, I don't think he's probably going to be a fine player. I just I highly, highly, highly doubt that the Chiefs end up picking him uh, just because, like Kyle said, his his profile doesn't really match what the Chiefs typically use. But, you know, if if they did kind of decide to swing that way, you know, I guess we'd I'd be curious to see how Spags used him as kind of more of a pure rusher, I would guess. But um, and then, you know, before Kyle makes this next pick, because, you know, Tom, uh, excluded edge rushers from us uh, for the rest of this round. Boy, Mafe, I was a guy who was, I was really high on for a little bit, and then I'm kind of falling off that boy that boy train. I'm you know, the more the more I watch him, the more, less I like him. So to be honest, if if Tom wouldn't have picked an edge there, I'm not sure I would have either. So with that being said, Kyle, who is your uh, who's your next pick here? Can I also see the safeties? Yeah. Obviously, that one's not there. And then, can I see wide receiver again? Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This would be Watson and more. If you double dip left. on wide receiver, you're going to really put Garrett in a spot, which is going to be really I thought really about fun. it. <laughs> I, I thought I'm not, about it. I'm not saying do yeah. <laughs> it. I kind but, of already am maybe leaning a certain way anyways, but you go ahead and do what you want to do, Kyle. 
I thought about it specifically because of how much I like Sky Moore, and I think that if you have both of those guys in this offense, you're set at wide receiver for the foreseeable future, basically no matter what you do with your receiving core over the next year and a half with the contract decisions of Juju and um, Nicole coming up. Right. And I know that Brett Veach doesn't draft corners in the first round because – it's just not what he does, like, at all. Yeah, not ever. a big, not a big investing in corners guy, really. Um, so, and I don't really love what's. I mean, Lewis Seen is a fantastic safety. Um, I do like him quite a bit. Uh, I Kyler Gordon at corner is also available, but again, like, he doesn't spend first round draft picks on, on corners. Yeah. So Tom did put me in a spot. Um. <laughs> I'm going to go back-to-back Georgia Bulldogs. I'm going to go Lewis Seen. Okay. Lewis Seen is, with those three safeties, with Justin Reed, Juan Thornhill, and Lewis Seen, you don't ever have to leave nickel if you don't want to, pretty much. Like, you can play Spags' base nickel with, with three safeties on the field pretty much whenever you want, all the time. You don't and, – and play your two linebackers because you have your two linebackers. So, like – that's a people might say it's a luxury pick at 30, but sometimes you take best player available. And honestly, for me right there, he's he's right at the top of that list of best player available, especially for fit with Spags. He just played on the best defense that football has probably ever seen in college. Um, and I know that there's a lot of talent on that Georgia defense, but that dude was everywhere every game I watched him play. Yeah, I would love Lewis Seen. Like I, I picked Daxton Hill as my first pick just because either way I would love to have a versatile, another versatile guy in that you know secondary. And Lewis Seen, yeah, he's a he's a dog, he's a bulldog, you know, rightfully so. He fit he fit right in on that Georgia defense. It was a uh, yeah, he would be a great addition. I, I'm liking I'm liking where Tom or Kyle's going with the uh, the wide receiver safety combo there. Click uh, click the, click D tackle real quick. See if I made a mistake. Okay, I didn't. Go ahead. Yeah. So. Uh, up to me here. Um, I am kind of leaning wide receiver. Uh, Christian Watson, you know, I, I like the idea of Christian, Christian Watson, but it's just there are a, kind of a lot of question marks with him. And, it, you know, I think I don't think he's going to be available at 50. Uh, he might be, but I don't think, I don't know. I just don't see him really making it wow. too many Somebody's picks. Somebody's taking a flyer on those traits. Even yeah, if he was exactly. Small. So yeah. for me, I feel like I'm between – a couple i'm really i'm between three guys here uh christian watson sky Moore, and then uh you know kind of a third wild card guy here but i'm i really like uh yukon's travis jones he's just you know if you're talking about adding good defensive players to the football team he is a good defensive player and he's not an edge rusher he's not the, the you know kind of a more immediate need on that d-line but either way you're adding a really good player to that d-line room um so that he being would do said, what Darren Reed was supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. He's he's that and probably more. Um, I think you have a little more pass rush juice that you'd get out of him. Uh, so you know, I think it might be a, a little controversial of a pick if if Travis Jones were to be selected. I would be cool with it though. But that being said, I am going to go ahead and go Sky Moore. Um, yeah, I know. Because yeah. I thought about just being that guy. I, <laughs> you I almost coward. did it for the sake of the dueling mock, but at the same time, I was like, no, 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 no. 
I'm gonna go ahead and take Sky Moore here. He's a really intriguing prospect to me. He can run. He can run a lot of routes. I, I saw a chart breaking down like all of the top wide receiver prospects like route percentages, and he just like he runs everything a lot and very Hand good. Both. It's crazy to look at their two route flow charts. Yeah, from how like they, where they run their routes. Too. They're yeah, they're like, great. They're great route runners. That's what you want for the Chiefs. Like they need they get need guys with separation abilities with mm-hmm. you know speed he's a he's a quick guy i mean all wide receivers now these nowadays are pretty quick but um yeah i think sky Moore and also bonus potential uh if he gets drafted by the chiefs i would like him to wear number 24 that which he wore in college because <laughs> i think it'd be cool to have a, a wide receiver wearing number 24 out there uh running routes so uh go I, ahead and select him uh for that i will say that uh if the chiefs walked out of day one with george pickens and sky Moore, i know in, in this you know, situation, neither, none of us did that. But if that were the case, holy cow, Andy Reid would be having cheeseburgers all weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. That so, would be a, that'd be a pretty eventful. So we're round. now at pick 50. Yes. So we can go up here. Some of our guys that we took obviously got selected that we couldn't select out yeah. of this mock. George Pickens um, ended up going at 47, which – Pretty Which, unrealistic. I think he is going to be a first rounder. 47, I swear to God, if we don't trade a seventh round pick to move up two picks, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, exactly. Travis Jones went at 44. Um, Roger McCreary went at 41. That's just uh, you know another corner prospect. Christian Watson ended up going at 38. Like we said, there's going to be a team that takes a flyer. I, I, I could see the Jets. I could see the Jets being that team that takes a flyer because they if they don't choose a uh, receiver at the top. Um, so yeah, it he's, he's off the board. He's off the board, but we were talking about him. I think pre-show, um, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, offensive yeah. tackle. Like, there's a part of me that goes, depending on how the board falls. If the Chiefs took him at thirty, I wouldn't be mad. That that kid like has the demeanor of like Michael Myers at right tackle. Like <laughs> he just wants to body people. I have my eyes on a tackle. We'll talk about if he's still on the board here shortly. Yeah, so I I am up here with my next pick here. Um, I'm thinking, obviously, D-line somewhere. Uh, Really, the D-line options aren't great that are left. Really, we have Nick Benito, which is even further out of the range of possibilities than I think Arnold Ebiquete is. Uh, And then Cameron Thomas, Drake Jackson, Kingsley Enigbare. Uh, For D-line, we got... Fedarian Mathis, and that's pretty much the only D-line prospect there. Um, I would really like... That sucks on the D-line side. I really was hoping Logan Hall was going to drop some. I love... I liked Logan Hall quite a bit. His ability to be able to be an interior or exterior lineman, depending on how they decide to use him and and basically put weight on him or take weight off of him, is extremely interesting. He's kind of like... uh, Who's the guy last year that got drafted by the Saints from Houston? He, who mm. everyone kind of was saying he was going to be a second round pick, and then he ended up getting sneaked into the first round. He was beloved by everyone. Had a great Senior Bowl. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't think of it either. But he was the he was the edge Peyton rusher Turner. from Houston last year. Peyton, Peyton Turner. Turner. There it is. Yeah, yeah. That's who. That's who Logan Hall kind of reminds me of. Just you know, same school, inside out versatility. You know, he might. And I think he probably sneaks into the first round. So, uh, that being said, at fifty here, my options are kind of limited. Uh, but I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a kind of a big swing at edge and I'm going to go with Drake Jackson out of USC. Um, I'm not, I've been one of the, the 
kind of Drake Jackson detractors throughout this whole draft. I'm not a huge fan of his game, and I'm a USC fan, uh, so I kind of got a I got a firsthand look at him. He's a you know he's kind of just like a spotty pass rusher. A lot of his wins are kind of I won't say fluky, but you know there's a lot of times where he's just kind of getting unblocked or just going up against a very unathletic tackle and just kind of walking around him. Uh, I'm just betting on the traits here. He's got every you know, great trait that you would want in an edge rusher. If you just got to hope that Spags can get him to put it all together. So uh, with that, I will be you taking... You didn't do it. I was going to. Yeah, I will be taking Drake Jackson. It would have been Drake for me also there. And that's with Benito. Uh, and the only other guy, and I would have considered it, probably wouldn't have been Drake 100%. But uh, I like Cam Thomas out of oh, San Diego State or wherever it is. Yeah. I. Uh, now, Tom, am I right in thinking that he's closer to Spags' prototype, Cam Thomas? Yeah, he's he's a bigger bigger defensive lineman. He most of his snaps in college, like he, his better tape is at defensive tackle, but he's not really. I, I don't think he'll be able to hold up there in the NFL. So at least not as a every down defensive tackle. So he's right. he's kind of, I would say he's a very maybe prototypical like uh, five tech or or like a three four. 3-4 defensive end, but that's also kind of what Spags likes for his base defensive ends. So, yeah, pretty much he's a, a pretty Spagsy defensive end. Hmm. Makes sense. Um, can I see offensive tackles, please? Yeah. Can you scroll down some? He's already gone. All I right. figured he would be. Zach Tom is a, a guy that if he's laying oh, around... Oh, Zach Tom. I think... Uh... Yeah, here he is. He's listed as an interior offensive lineman on this. They got him lifted as an O lineman or an IOL on this one. Huh? Yeah, I've I've seen that comp. I've seen about right. him that he's. I think you know he'll probably get tried at tackle, but I think that's the well, easier pro comparison for him. But he's, he's pretty Brett athletic. Coleman's dude. offensive tackle four, and I really like what I've seen out of him. I don't want him at fifty. I was just curious to see where this database had where the mock yeah. draft database had him at got him down at 144 um, so i'll be that's a spoiler alert for later i'll be looking <laughs> to see about that later yeah um so i'm giving you guys a, a hint now i'll be looking at that later if that's still available now we know um available. can't do edge because you already did that yes you already took receiver because who's available in the receiver options right now? Just out of horrid curiosity, yeah. See nothing. I'm Mechie, Austin, Wandale, Robinson. We have another Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> does he know what North and South are? I don't know. I hope no so. <laughs> Can we go back to that cornerback group for a minute? It's a little steep. Gross. Yeah, there aren't many great options on the board that right now, to be honest. That is grotesque. Um, no, no, not double dipping there. That's useless. Mm, you know what? D-line isn't great. You know what? There's lots of running backs. There yeah, are lots no, of running backs. Let's not even pretend. I'm... This is I a hard guess pick. I'm going to do... I guess I'm going to do Fedarian Mathis. Okay. I'm going to take the D tackle. I'm going to take the best player I think available on the board at this point for any resemblance of something that the Chiefs need to add to what they don't have right now. Um, I like him. I watched him a bunch, obviously, because um, Alabama's on TV like all the freaking time and you can't <laughs> get away from them. 
I like I like what he presents next to Chris Jones. Do I like him necessarily in all schemes and fits? No, but I think if he's in Kansas City with with Chris, he'll he'll be just fine in there next to him. Um, it gives him a whole lot of of room to learn and grow from a guy that has similar things to him. Now I don't know if he's as big as Chris is. He's mm-hmm. not as he he doesn't he's not as tall is he? I'm not sure. I don't, definitely don't think he's tall. He might be a little bit beefier, though. I'm not sure. That that gives you that other kind of space eater. Plus, you got Naughty. He can because Derek Naughty's back, right? I did that happened. For, I'm not imagining that. Yeah, that for happened. a one year deal though. So That's this could fine. be a, this could be eventual, you know, potential little replacement. Teaching session, a little yeah. learn from mm-hmm. Derek. A little, <laughs> little get better as you go, and you can get rotational depth mm-hmm. out of him when because D lines get beat up, and Chris has been banged up for a game or two here or there. So another body in there with Colin and with with. Uh, mm-hmm. With uh, Turk. oh my god, Turk! Jesus, why did I blank for half a second? You Thank almost you. had Turk it. Warden. Yeah, you almost <laughs> spit it out at the start. And then but I I like that option because that board is. I'll be putting this bluntly enough, and we might throw explicit on sticker on this one. That board is fucking atrocious at this point. Like that is. <laughs> yeah, and with that being said, Tom, you're up to bat. Who do you? Uh, I'm curious where which way you go. I kind of I'm kind of have I'm a actually feeling. pretty excited. You guys. Yeah, you guys Are left you some meat on the bone here. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, hop over to linebacker real quick. What I thought. God damn it. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Just uh, Garrett, can I can I see the linebackers? Okay. Um, Tom's internet's a tiny bit high. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. I'm I'm like uh, how your yeah, audio isn't, but I guess you were a little delayed on that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my bad, guys. What you think in your time? I think we have to go running back. I'm just kidding, not a running back. <laughs> Although Josh Briscoe's head just exploded <laughs> off his body if he yeah. was actually listening to this podcast. I'm he doesn't on the podcast. He doesn't I know he doesn't listen. <laughs> um I would legitimately consider Kenneth Walker here if you're just talking best player available. However, there's a guy that I think is just too we talk about like unicorn and traits. You just can't pass up on on this type of unicorn with this type of traits. We're gonna go cornerback, Tariq Woolen. Okay. Um, this guy is six four and ran a four. I think it was a four two six, which is <laughs> six foot almost. L O L, get the hell out of here fast. Yeah, that's some, that's some yeah, crazy traits right as there. Fast as, at, as Tyreek Hill at six of four. Now, god awful football player. Uh, uh, four two six. He has got to learn the position. Hmm. So you're banking on them coaching him up, even though we All don't right. have Sam Madison anymore. Yeah, you're just you're betting on traits, yes. aren't you? That's my that's my plan. Okay, well it's your I, turn I, again here. I, I, I mean, and you. The funny part is I was getting ready have... to say you both took players that I was going to take, possibly take this round. Because I looked at both of those guys for sure. and was like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. 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 Well, I might make this one easy on you. Um, circle back to – well, let me see wide receivers real quick. Here we okay. Go. Let me see linebackers. Oh, this is tough. Um, <laughs> I know Tom's got his eye on one Okay. Guy. I don't think he's going to be there. This is – 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're gonna hear, it, and this is this is one of my most recent draft crushes. We're going Troy Anderson, linebacker out of Montana State. Um, a, maybe a little rich, and probably a little rich for a lot of people. Again, we're talking traits, we're talking profiles. Um, tr- okay, Troy Anderson started his career as like an all-conference quarterback, and then was the next year played running back and was an all-conference running back, and then played line played outside linebacker and was an all-conference linebacker and then one defensive player of the, of the conference like of the year um at middle linebacker so his career is, i'm not what i'm not making hell? this up i'm That's not making this up <laughs> here's who he reminds me of um who had a similar like similar athletic profile i think or similar whatever kind of path i thought you were college. gonna say career path and i was like uh-uh i don't care what you said yeah we're not getting a similar yeah. career path to quarterback running back olb mlb yeah well okay so you watch this guy play and again level of competition is an issue but he is moving on a different level um really good athletic testing he reminds me of anthony barr that's who I who I I see who was a who played running back at UCLA and was a linebacker convert. Um, it's a good player. I think several years in Minnesota, correct? Yeah, yeah. he's been there. He's forever. a good player, and he multi, had multiple. Like, yeah. So again, that's a linebacker position. I think you can coach him up in coverage, but man, he's so much fun to watch just from a pure athletic standpoint. So now your life is a little bit easier. Cause I don't know if you guys had your eyes on linebackers at all, but not no, there. Not, not, not really. No, I have my eye on the linebacker, but not there. <laughs> what are you thinking here, Kyle at 62? Who are you thinking here? So here's my problem. I don't have a defensive end still because you guys are a bunch of heathens and I haven't been able to pick one for several rounds now. Um, the guy that I'm – God, it's going to be such a reach pick because of where I have to take this at. Ugh. It, it has to be done. It, uh, give me Josh Pascal from Kentucky. Okay. I like that. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Over Sam Williams? Yeah, and I know, I know, okay. I I know what you're thinking. I I just I like Pascal, and I like he played the SEC. He's he's familiar with competition level. We've seen him do it. He progressed every year at Kentucky. He's willing to get better. He's got the most. Like I don't have any real question. Like he just his floor's real high. His ceiling may not be as high as some of the other guys, but his floor's really high. And I think he can start for you on day one if you absolutely have to draft him here at 62 without having the, having a DN before then. I could I could buy into that for sure. I think he's I a good player. Think, I, Sam Williams is probably the play if you're if you're willing to gamble on the upside a little bit because I think his floor is probably a little lower. But if you're willing to gamble on the upside, it's probably Sam Williams. But at the same time, like I needed a starting caliber could play him at least two downs a, a series defensive in there. 
Okay, well that brings me That's up fair. to the plate. And uh, to be honest, I'm really not sure exactly where to head with this one. Um, just I'm not super in love with the players that are left. Uh, we could double dip at at a certain position. I don't hate the idea of double dipping at wide receiver. Um, but to be honest, I might take a little bit of a bold a bold pick here. I'm going to go with the uh, offensive tackle Abraham Lucas out of Washington State. Um, at 62, I think that's honestly probably a decent value for him. I think this draft has a little has him a little ranked lower than I think he'll probably end up going. I think he's probably a second rounder. And, uh, you know, I think there's just a little more uncertainty with uh, the right tackle position still uh, in KC. Um, obviously, we have Lucas Nyang there who played okay when he was, uh, you know, healthy last season. Uh, but, you know, if we really want to shore up, shore up that uh, offensive line and make sure that, you know, that right tackle spot is secured no matter what, uh, you know, if we don't... Andrew Wiley, I like him. He played decently last year, but uh, I think Abraham Lucas could re- realistically be better than both of them if he uh, ends up developing well enough. I like I like Abraham. Uh, I for where you, what you were looking at on the board, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, and for what positions weren't available, like cause it, when you guys, if you guys were to try to do this, if you were to sit down and like take three picks at each position and then eliminate those plus eliminate the picks that are taken plus eliminate <laughs> a position from each round you will find out this board gets real ugly real fast yeah, it gets a little it gets a little challenging in there <laughs> which means good value. it's probably more realistic than just each one of us doing a consensus mock on this which is part of the reason i like doing this exercise yeah exactly uh, yeah, well, and there goes one of the. Uh, yeah, Tom just audibly sighed because yeah, a couple uh, of players I was looking at. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Cam Taylor, Brett, Kirby Joseph. That's another guy. Yeah, uh, Khalil so, Shakur, yeah, wide couple receiver. Up there. Uh, Martin we might Emerson. Just go with Tom hates all offense. Yeah, Martin Emerson. Tom hates offense. Brett, I'm sticking all defense. Both corners I was interested in. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm up to the plate again, and uh, there's a very obvious obvious selection here that's uh, still still sitting on my plate. Uh, just quickly make sure there's no one else more convincing. There's a lot of decent prospects here that I think you guys will have some good selections of. Uh, but we already talked about them a little bit earlier, and I'm definitely going to be heading and select uh, Sam Williams, edge out of Mississippi. Uh, at 94, I don't think, realistically, I don't even think he makes it to 94. I think there's definitely a team that gambles on all those traits before then. Uh, but if he's still here at 94, yeah, I'm definitely taking him. He and Drake Jackson you know, our edge rushers of the future, not a bad combo. I think if, you know, if Spags and, uh, you know, the D-line coach, who, the uh, the new D-line coach uh, from from Jacksonville, I forget his name, but. Oh, God. Um, he's fantastic, too. Yeah, he's a good uh, D-line coach. And, you know, if, if you want to bet on, on two mm-hmm. prospects with good traits, I think Drake Jackson and uh, Sam Williams, that's a combo right there. I think it's pretty decent. So that's where I'm going with uh, pick 94. Joe Colin, Joe Colin yep. Shout out Joe Cohen. So uh, with that, because Brendan Daly is now like the linebackers coach or something, outside linebackers coach or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Kyle, you're up to bat. Oh well, there's a couple guys sitting right at the top of the board that draw my eye immediately. Um, I'm curious to see here. Let's let's. Can I see the cornerback pool real fast? Yeah, okay. We're not super. Wait. Yeah. We're <laughs> not super um, juicy. Take me to the tackles again. Yeah, and the interior offensive lineman, I guess I should say. Yeah, okay. Um 
I'm going to go ahead and go tight end here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to try and take the closest thing you can forcibly find to a substantial two-thirds of Travis Kelsey or five-eighths of Travis Kelsey replacement as you can get for potential-wise and go with Greg Dulcich out of, uh, what is that, UCLA? Yeah. UCLA, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and get the tight end there at the 94. Um, I think he's probably the most Andy Reid tight end in this draft. Um, I mean, Jelani Woods is an athletic super freak, but, like, we have Jody Fortson. So, like, two of them? What are you going to do with two of them? Yeah. So, I like I like Dolchich there. I think and I like – he Dolchich can – he can block. He's a willing participant in blocking. Sound familiar? He <laughs> he has techniques that he uses that are – he just – watching him play kind of reminds me of a guy that does things similar. And if you get to learn from the best guy that's done it on the planet, why not take the guy to let him learn from him? And you got Noah Gray, and you're set at tight end for like five years. Yeah, exactly. Not a bad, not a bad offensive weapon to add. You know, if you're talking about adding pure offensive weapons, not a bad guy to add there. So, Tom, you're up to bat. I hate this. <laughs> I absolutely hate this. Kyle, you put me in the spot here. Good. Um, That's what I wanted to do after your double dip at edge in the first round. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did kind of deserve that. <laughs> Let me take a look at the corners. We'll see if we can double dip back over there. Oh, God, that's awful. Yeah, good luck um, with that. I already tried that. Uh, I would have tried that one. No. Do you like anywhere, anywhere at all? Okay, nope, nope. Let's move away from that quick. Edge. That's gone, gone, so. Uh, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do edge. Uh, offensive tackle, interior right offensive okay. line. This is awful. Uh, why do we do this, guys? I hey, hate I know this is like my idea. Don't have one of those yet, do you? <laughs> You have a wide receiver yeah. yet, do you, Tom? No, I don't have a wide receiver. Thank you for reminding me that. There's uh, a guy there. Than, not really. Uh, there's not a guy there. I'd okay, be okay well, with him. Go back to but... go back to all. <sighs> okay, I'm just gonna tell you what I what I was going to do. I was gonna go with Isaiah Likely because I think he is a big I... pass catching type. See, I, know. I started with likely at the beginning of the yeah. draft process, and I have morphed into a Dolchich guy. Yeah. Um, scroll down just a little bit more. Just keep going until I stop crying. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. I think I know where I'm going. Um, let's let's go safeties. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to, and that's a fantastic Ooh. option to end up with. Yeah, be cool with when that. you're handcuffed, that's a pretty good thing to get handcuffed to. Uh, yeah. Doesn't sound like Tom's old, though. Uh, cornerback one more time. <laughs> I'm surprised Tom hasn't just All right. picked a running back right. already. I'm going to go with running... <laughs> I, you know, I'm tempted. I am, I'm actually... There's I think some the good running, running back. There's some good running backs. Uh, you're, you're at 94 now. Brian yeah. Robinson, James Cook, Gosh. both kingdom building. I, I did not prospects. expect the one to be stumped here. Yeah. Um, okay. This might be early, but I'm trusting my my evaluation. We're gonna go cornerback. Okay. We're gonna go. Okay. I really like Elante Taylor, but I'm going Zion McCollum. We're getting faster okay. on this defense. Uh, Zion is 
also an elite level athlete, has better instincts at corner than uh, my previous pick in Mullen. So he might see the field earlier, but plus size, like big guy, super fast, all those great things. Um, he's also um, level competition guy, but I think he he played well in his matchup. So that's wild, Garrett. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. Both We're of our selections. One hundred three. Are... And Dolchich and Sam Williams and Likely are all still on the board in this draft. Yeah, so yeah, interesting that's how great this for me. Going. Yeah, it is really great for oh, Tom. Oh, and it's my another, turn. And look, Dolchich take... isn't on the board because I took him. So yeah, well, and I can take not. I can take my tight end. So I'm going to take Isaiah okay. Likely here and feel there you better. Go. Whew, that makes <laughs> it easy on me. I love Isaiah Likely as a tight end, as a guy who um, is kind of that you move him around. He's just a bigger receiver. I don't think he'll ever be the complete package like uh, Travis Kelsey, but um, yeah, as a pure pass catching guy, he's so much fun. And he's just a really high character football player too. Um, Sorry, Tom. No, you're good. Go ahead. Can you you, uh, (laughs) scroll up and remind me of our remaining selections, please? Um, Chiefs remaining. Draft. Oh yeah, we got three, 103, 121, 135. 135. Yeah, so we got three selections left. Okay. Tom has. That's I, I'm just trying to remember where we were at with how many picks. There's there's so many picks this year. I can't keep all this. There are a lot straight. of picks, and yeah, like like we said, we probably won't end up having all of these, but we're just here to talk about all the prospects that we like, essentially. So, uh, we we're leaning here, Kyle. Well, the Muma pick, the pick before us to the Dolphins, is really frustrating because I was kind of looking at him potentially as. That was who you were maybe targeting. Okay. Um, but can I see the linebacking group real fast? Here it is. Oh, they took him too, huh? Damone Clark went off the board even with the back surgeries. All right, got 96 it. to the Broncos, yeah. I I don't know if Damone Clark's going to get drafted, unfortunately. He's a really good kid, but that injury was – or that surgery was really bad timing fusion. really bad. Yeah, well, it's a spinal fusion surgery, and there's some long-term questions there. So hopefully he recovers and has a great NFL career. Definitely rooting for that kid. Uh, Can I see interior offensive line and tackles? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and take care of my tackle at right tackle here. Um, I I teased it earlier. He's sitting there at 103. He's the highest-rated interior offensive lineman left on the board on this database. There is zero chance he makes it 18 more picks to 121. I'm going to go ahead and take Zach Tom, and we're going to have a battle at right tackle between him and Lucas Niang and Andrew Wiley, and I don't really care which one of the three of them wins it out of camp because I think it's Zach Tom's going forward unless Niang becomes healthy. And then you have a swing tackle that you can use in case Orlando gets hurt or in case Lucas gets hurt again. You have your backup of the future. You don't have to worry about paying Andrew Wiley going forward. I like that pick, Zach Tom. Add some versatility. If he doesn't succeed at tackle, you have Shout a really good. Brett Coleman, who is an insane draft dude. Um, he put me on to Zach Tom, and I went back and watched him a bunch. And oh, he's I like him quite a bit for a value tackle pick that we don't want to have to burn a super high round pick on. Okay, so that brings me back up to the plate. Uh, we're really dwindling our options here at uh, at 103. Uh, I think. I'm kind of leaning uh, 
yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, towards the wide receiver wide receiver position. I think I might end up going with uh, Romeo Dobbs here out of uh, Nevada. Might be a little oh. rich for uh, for 103, but I don't really love any of the other options I didn't know that are you were around. Go there with the wide receiver, there you got you got so wide yeah. receiver. It's all kind of reachy at this point with what's yeah, there. Yeah, definitely like, a lot of just kind of like projects like, that you're reaching for at if, this point. If for me, that's a that's tough. I like all three of the ones that I'm thinking of. Dobbs is included in that, but Velas Jones out of Tennessee, and then Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor is just oh, that boy yeah. can fly. There's a lot of talent that's you know going to be later on in the draft for wide receiver that we'll be able to pick up. I like Romeo Dobbs. I think he had a really good Senior Bowl. I think, uh, and he just he had a pre, he had a pretty good overall draft process. And you know if you're just betting on traits and you know all all the stuff like that, I think he's a decent option there. Um, I will also say, like you said, Velas Jones is really good. Tyquan Thornton. I also kind of like this Bo Melton guy out of Rutgers. He ran like a four two six, kind of under underratedly, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna of go. With... He's, underrated. he's coming out of Rutgers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and, and go with Dobbs for that first pick here. Just you know, might be a little bit of a reach, but uh, I know I'm they cool say don't scout the helmet, but God, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> and then uh, 121 is where our next pick sits. Somehow, How Sam long? Williams and Isaiah Likely are still on the board. Uh, don't really see that happening, but uh, they're actually. You know, I would not... consider that unlikely yeah i would say that highly unlikely um yeah me up here at 121 you know we can go a lot of different ways i don't, I don't have a true corner yet um i don't love the corner options there uh, caleb evans is okay i don't know if i would do it at 121 um i should have taken corner last round dang it yeah not too many great guys left here zach Tom i like is still taylor available. a lot yeah. Um, I'm, Agreed, Alante Taylor. Yeah, we're we're on the Alante Taylor fan club here. I like what you guys are thinking there. I think uh, I feel like I really just have to go corner. Mm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Caleb Evans out of Missouri uh, as a cornerback pick. Um, you know, Sorry, we're doing drafting. <laughs> yeah, got to crack one open. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have as much to say about this pick. I think you're just satisfying your corner need here and hoping that he can uh, develop into a good prospect. I know he's a pretty athletic dude. I don't know his. I don't know uh, exactly what he kind of clocked in at, but um, it fills my cornerback need, and uh, he's a decent player, and he doesn't have to move very far. So that's that's another plus side to him. And he's a Missouri kid, so that'll draw because now we're the only. The Chiefs are the only. The Chiefs are like a seven-state home team or five-state home team at this point, or whatever it is now. Yeah. I mean, what you got? Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Iowa. Yeah, but say Iowa even. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like they. I don't know what Arkansas is doing down there, but they might they might participate. But. So. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. He's kind of a kind of a hometown prospect. Um, can we just kind of scroll through the all here for a second? Yeah. If I yeah. see anything that jumps out at me. Well, say so wait, is this Kyle or is this me? This is it's Kyle. Me. Oh, okay. All right, I'll, I'll go back to not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it is a lot of just project guys. All right, go back up. Oh. 
Take a running back. A lot of running backs. A lot of running backs right here. I mean, Brian right. Robinson, Rashad Actually, White. Actually, what I'm looking at, and Andy I'm going to get Kyron Williams. I like, so here's my thing. I really like what Kyron Williams could do behind the Chiefs offensive line. Notre Dame. He is used to running behind offensive lines much to the construction that the Kansas City Chiefs have. The problem is he doesn't differentiate a ton from Clyde other than I think he's got probably a little better vision, and he, but he doesn't have breakneck breakaway speed, so you're not adding the speed element. Like it, It's tough for me to take Kyron there with Clyde still in the back field in the back of the room, which leads me to Brian Robinson Jr. from Alabama, and that's a different running back than what Clyde is yeah. for me. So, can you sh- God, good, gross. <laughs> can you show me linebacker, I guess, for a second? Nope. No. <laughs> uh, can you show me wide receiver? Can I, I – This I'm going to take this off topic for a second, but have you watched uh, Rashad, uh, Rashad White at Arizona State? Uh, the running back? No, I have not. I mean, I've seen him play like two games, but – also, Kansas City native, a uh, little more explosive than some of the other guys. Um, I have I, I haven't watched him like in depth, but how big is he? I, uh, he's six six foot or six one two fourteen, I think. He's a bigger guy, bigger than what the Chiefs have. Um, I, don't hate I, that. I would I All would right. almost comp him to like a Damian Williams type of back, like not probably not your number one guy, but like. Good in a pinch. This is Rashad Rashad White out of what? Can I see that spelling again, real quick? I'm I'm having to do on the fly research. Rashad <laughs> out of Arizona State, Kansas City, Missouri. It's where he's. It's his hometown. Six foot two fourteen, thirty one and a quarter inch arms. Ran a four four eight at the combine, thirty eight inch vertical, twelve uh, five. Broad jump. Uh, I'm I'm pulling up the I'm that's what I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up his RAS score right now. Six yeah. three two ten or six foot two ten. Four four eight. Okay. 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 Um gosh, this is you don't have to take him. I'm just, just pick with, I, I just pick want with people your heart, to be aware Kyle. of him. Yeah, pick with your heart. I mean there's a couple other running backs that are not too horrible at that slot. I don't like any of this. Can you show me corner again? <laughs> Even though I can't take it because you did. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. Going to have to gonna have um, to take a swing on someone. Take me back to wide receiver. I'm going to double dip right now. I'm going to go Tyquan Thornton. Okay. Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor. And Tom, you are now up to bat. <sighs> Why? Okay. You cut. Listen, gentlemen. Do it to us, Tom. We are co hosts on a podcast, and I think we need to be a little bit more considerate. This is cruel. <laughs> I, am I ever going to be able to take a wide receiver? Ever? No. You guys have uh, all the wide receivers, question. and I have Isaiah likely. This is what you get for <sighs> double dipping on edge in those first two rounds, Tom. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> round. You haven't forgiven me yet? Kick me right in the face to start this draft yeah. off. I've been battling ever since. <laughs> okay. Let's see offensive tackle real quick. Ooh. That's some decent um, guys. Safety real quick? Just real quick. 
I'm not going to take him here, but he's worth a shout out. JT Woods at a Baylor. Uh, there's two good safeties at Baylor, and JT Woods is one of them. Yeah, they good safety. Had uh, Baylor safety from last year in the building today as a free agent in uh, Henry Black, by the way. Yeah. Well, maybe they're doing some. All right. You know, I just uh, okay. I like Brian Robinson. We're taking a. I think we're taking a running back, guys. Do it, Tom. Um, I like Brian Robinson. He's got like that old man steady, like, like. Like Frank Clark, not Frank Clark, Frank Gore in his elder years, where you're just like, yeah, he's just going to quietly run for 800 yards and like four touchdowns and just be really good when you need him to be. Um, you're getting that with like, that's the kind of like energy I get from him. It's exactly what he did at Alabama. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Just a very like, uh, he's like a very average guy. What's the, what's the baseball? The, he's the just term, workmanlike. The, the, he's just a very, I'm just that dude where like, I'm just going to be the guy and I'm just going to, yep. I'm, I'm steady. I'm reliable. I'm, I'm old. I'm old reliable basically. Is what yeah. Is. Yeah. You can't go wrong. I'm not taking him here. Backs. I'm not taking him here. Nah, you can. Shout you out. can. Right I don't say you can go wrong with Alabama running backs, but yeah, the Browns say, um, Oh yeah. I guess so. I, you know, I just talked him up, so I might as well take him. Uh, even though I haven't watched him fully, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Rashad white here. I like the idea of taking a, a local kid. Um, good athletic profile, productive starter. Let's let's swing since you guys won't let me have a wide receiver. <laughs> well, you get your wide receiver. Yeah, you can you can get your wide receiver oh, here it's, at, it's pick, my turn. Oh. at pick 135 because, yeah, we are doing the slick draft. So. And, oh, probably... and you've got a decent – well, he's a huge reach at 135, but – Yeah, well, I, I'll be honest. I was not take him the pick before. I don't think that it's a reach. I think that That's he's fair. one of those – one of those guys that NFL teams are probably on top of that the on, yeah. media isn't. And I, I know I should say this. It's a huge reach according to the database. It's yeah, not the database. The database might not be as up to date or as accurate. So I'm taking as, this yeah. yeah. I'm making this pick based on two things. One, we know that he had a top thirty visit with the Chiefs. And two, there is something in me that just desperately wants to hear Mitch Holtis say touchdown, Eric Azukama. Azukama? Azukama. Azukama. Yeah, yeah, I think that? you nailed it the first try. Is it, is it Kanma or Kama? Kanma. Azukama? Kanma. Kanma, but I have no idea. We'll find out. I, yeah, we'll find out eventually. I, yeah. I want it to happen. I feel like he will break that name. Like, Azukama is four syllables. I feel like Azukama. Mitch can get eight out of it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I we're going Eric Azukama, wide receiver out of, out of uh, Texas Tech. He has a really interesting profile um if there's a guy that you're gonna bring in and let develop with patrick mahomes why not bring somebody in from his you know um his alma mater and bring in a kid that probably looks up to patrick like that'd be a really cool chance for him um but i i like his potential to develop into a starting caliber nfl receiver and if not he can be that third or fourth guy on the depth chart somewhere so very much a vertical guy not i didn't see a lot of you know but that's the Texas Tech offense, right? You're pushing the ball vertically, so um, that's my pick there. I finally have my wide receiver, guys, finally. in round four. All right, Kyle, you're up one thirty-five. Um, so scroll down just a hair there, a little more. Hold on. We are holding. Couple uh, options I'm, still. I'm doing some in in the middle of scouting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 
Tom talked about getting a corner that can keep up with what, where the NFL wide receivers are going earlier. Well, at 135, I'm going to go ahead and take my corner. Uh, give me Castro Fields out of Penn State. Uh, the dude's an athletic freak. He ran a 4.3840. He's six foot 197. Like his his three cone was a little scary, but other than that, like if his three cone was any better than where it was, he's probably a 10.0 on the athlete board for our, for the relative for the RAS score. Which if you're not following Math Bomb and you get this into the draft, you're doing it wrong. But Great 10-yard split, great 20-yard split. He's got a, like, 37-inch vertical. He's he's plenty, plenty all that. He's I, I like what he can potentially do from an athletic standpoint. And he did play in the Big Ten. They are physical, so he fits Spags's, likes to put his hands on people, do what he likes to do from that perspective. And I need a corner. So Castro Fields is the guy. All right. And that leaves me with the uh, the last pick here at 135. Um, to be honest, I think it's a pretty pretty short one for me. We've talked about him a lot already, and you know maybe a little bit higher it would have been a bit of a reach. But I would like to add a running back in this draft just because. Uh, well, actually, I'd say realistically, I'd like to re-sign Jarek McKinnon still, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. I'm not sure where what the status of Jarek is. I know he's a little older, so you probably want to plan for the future anyways. But Jarek McKinnon was a really good running back last year, and I just want that to be said. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take Brian Robinson Jr. Um, You know, I think he's a safe running back pick. I think, you know, you might get as much production, maybe more than Daryl Williams, which we lost in this offseason. So that's at least another void to fill. And, uh, you know, best case scenario, he ends up turning into a a decent contributor because, you know, the Chiefs at the end of the year were running a a backfield by by committee. So they do do it every year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes they'll ride the hot hand, but yeah, definitely at the end of last year. Even when he had Brian Westbrook, he had Darren Sproles to go with it. Like, he always had extra, or maybe that was shady he was Brian Westbrook was with. One of the running backs that Andy had forever had Brian Westbrook with it and then had had Darren Sproles. And he's always had multiple guys. He's always done committee. Exactly. So I don't think it's too unrealistic to see them. Uh, taking a running back, especially in the top four rounds. So Brian Robinson Jr. will uh, round out our mock drafts. So let's recap here. Let's uh, let's go back through. So uh, how should we do this? We go round by round or person by person? Let's just do the let's do each person's because then we're gonna yeah. put these out on exactly. the social handle. I'm gonna make so a graphic, put all these out on social media. Yeah, I'm gonna make a graphic, put it out on social media. You guys can vote on who you guys. I uh, think had the best draft out of everybody. Uh, I guess we'll start with me since I had the first uh, the first pick here. I chose Daxton Hill at 29, uh, Sky Moore at number 30, Drake Jackson at number 50, um, Abraham Lucas at number 62, Sam Williams out of ni- at 94. Uh, let's see, Romeo Dobbs at 103, uh, Caleb Evans at 121. And lastly, Brian Robinson Jr. at 135. So hit on every single position of need pretty much, double-dipped at edge. I'm pretty happy with that draft from uh, from my perspective. It's a solid draft. Right? It addresses a lot of the needs that Kansas City has. You, it there might like there's a luxury pick, so to speak, because you're drafting a running back, and we already like. But that's yeah. part of how this works. Like that's a late enough pick that late fourth. I'm more than fine with Brian Robinson at 
a fourth round pick. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm fine with any just flyer of a running back at at 135. I think just giving an extra body back there always a good thing to have. But so Can we just acknowledge the Chiefs have so many picks. We just did the first <laughs> four rounds, guys. I'm just yeah. like typing these up over here, and I'm missing. I'm missing entire rounds because I'm like, we didn't have that many. We have that yeah, many. We have picks. that many picks. There's a lot of yeah. picks that we ran through. Like you're, yeah, you're talking about a draft that could severely change and shape the makeup of this roster for the next four to five year run of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this when they when we talked at the top of the show about this being the most critical you know, draft class for you know Andy Reid and and um, Brett Veach. That's not an understatement. These are mm-hmm. players that are going to be paired up with Patrick Mahomes for the actual prime of his of his career. And that's important to, to know. So, and here's the portion of it. Like, and the nice thing is Veach has been trending in the right direction. First draft. Woof. Second draft. Improvement. Better. Yeah. Like, He's gotten better and better every time. Well, you off the page, but got, got value, got serviceable players, got starters, got, got quality, quality players. Third draft. As it sits currently, last year's draft looks like he hit a grand slam into McCovey Cove like Barry Bonds at the moment. <laughs> like that, it that draft last year was absurd for what he did. Phenomenal, what they got. Yeah. All right, Kyle, and walk us through. Continues that trend. They just gave him eight picks in the top one hundred and thirty-five picks to do whatever he wants. Should be pretty but, entertaining. He's also, we. I mean, we talked about it at the top of the show. We're going to do this episode. We're going to take all eight of these picks. We're going to wake up in five hours or six hours, and we're going to be without three of these picks because he traded them for who the hell knows, an edge or a receiver. Probably. Or he traded up or, you know. Yeah, like, there's definitely a good chance, like we like we talked about a lot, there's, there's no chance, actually, that we have all of these picks. But, Kyle, go ahead and... They, I will bet anybody that would like to bet that they do not want to they will not take 12 picks in this draft yeah kyle recap uh recap your draft here for us so i i started with uh george pickens at at 29 um followed that up with lewis seen a couple of georgia bulldogs off the rip there to get it going safety wide receiver um phil darian mathis the defensive lineman out of oklahoma or alabama Oklahoma, Alabama. 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 I don't know why. I always wanted I wanted to think he was at Oklahoma for a while. I don't know why. Um, and then finally got to get to my edge rusher at 62, which is Josh Pascal out of Kentucky. Um, I think he'll, like I said, when, I, when we talked about him, he provides a floor and, and some upside, and he's just going to be steady and solid, kind of like the Brian Robinson Jr., but earlier. Um, Greg Dulcich, tight end. Out of UCLA, Zach Tom helps solidify depth at the offensive line position for cheap going forward in the future. Tyquan Thornton is just he's a dude, man. He's a he's a burner. He's he'll be fun to watch. You Patrick will throw something to him. He'll go get it. He's he's plenty speed. <laughs> he, he likes fast. And we've we've all of a sudden gotten really big at wide receiver. So he's a little something different. Um, and then my final one is the cornerback position, and it was Tariq Castrofield. I'm, it, that's a traits pick. 
Like that's a like I like him as far as he's got development to do for sure. But that's a trades pick. Yeah, not too bad. Hit like I said, like just like mine hit all the holes pretty much. I think I think you know I wouldn't be too mad at that draft class. So Tom, yeah. go ahead and uh, re rerun through yours here. Yeah, I think I'd be happy with any of these draft classes, and so of course we'll I let agree. the, yeah. uh, the <laughs> listeners decide who had the best. But um, maybe my own personal biases were showing. I'm, I'm going here like, man, I drafted a lot on defense, um, <laughs> only because somebody wouldn't let me draft a wide receiver. So I started the draft at 29 and 30, double dipping at defensive end edge. Um, so David Ojabo, who's not going to play that first year, but has is really good value. And then his insurance policy, Arnold Epichetti, um, again, risky picks, maybe unlikely picks, possible happen. I, chances of that happening, whatever. But I'm just going with the, just picking different strategies as part of why we do the exercise. At pick 50, I went with Tariq Woolen, an absolute Frankenstein of a player at cornerback again. He's in 6'4", four, yeah, 6'4", four, 426. Even if he doesn't work out at corner, just let him be the first man off the bus. Um, return kicks. Yeah, let him return. Let him do anything he wants. That you know, he's actually a converted wide receiver. Convert him back to wide receiver, maybe. Maybe that's <laughs> four two six that's, and six four. Maybe that's my secret game plan here all along. I actually took a receiver at fifty, and you didn't know it. Um, speaking of guys who have played multiple positions, if you aren't familiar with Troy Anderson's story. You should get familiar with it. One of my favorite players in the draft. And then go watch him play. And you're just like, he looks like he just he looks like a whole other player um, compared to some of his his peers on the field. Um, followed that up with Zion McCollum, another like again, <laughs> Tariq Wollen is an alien. If Tariq Wollen wasn't in this draft class, all we would be talking about was Zion McCollum as the athletic guy who like shot up boards. Um, big dude, fast, like I think he's a nine point nine RAS athlete so um both those guys you're getting faster younger in the secondary isaiah likely a tight end um maybe a little bit of you just there wasn't a wide receiver there but that's a pass catcher you can move around um we talked about rashad white who i'm gonna go watch some more of now that i drafted him um but hometown kid good athletic profile and you need running backs and then close it out with eric uh ezukama who i think is going to be um yeah, I'm just rooting for him to be a chief for just for the Mitch Holtis calls. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Like you said, I think uh, any three of these drafts I'd be pretty happy with ultimately. Um, I think we had a pretty solid solid outing here for, for the circumstances that were given to us. Definitely definitely challenge to, uh, to kind of do this exercise. If you want to try this exercise out at home, definitely try it because uh, – you know, just eliminate like the first three guys that you would want to pick, and then and then try to make your pick essentially. And drop them, drop them underneath our our post here. We're gonna throw out for for the uh, three of ours because we want to see what you guys are coming up with. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, with that being said, that will wrap up the uh, the second edition of the Mock Warfare uh, for the Kingdom Says podcast. Hope you guys all did enjoy this episode. Uh, I cannot promise you that we'll have another episode before the draft. Uh, does come around we might we might not uh, if we don't you know have a good draft I uh, hope you guys enjoy it don't get too angry uh, at the vision because you know at the end of the day people who uh, who get paid a lot of money and spend a lot of time you know researching these guys end up making these picks over us so you know sometimes you just gotta kind of trust trust the process sometimes but uh, with that being said 
go ahead and follow us at Kingdom Says Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we will see you guys later. Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.